Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. Please remain standing for our scripture lesson for this morning, which comes from Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good, but in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self. But I see in my members another law at war within the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh I am a slave to the law of God. Of sin. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, Happy New Year. It is 2022. Congratulations, you made it. At the beginning of a new year, some people, not everybody, but some people uh, do this thing where they think about the year. Behind them, the year 2021, the things that happened there and the things that they hope to happen in 2022. And so they make a decision. They make something called a New Year's resolution uh, where they say, hey, this year, then the year 2022, I resolute to do this thing. Or they say, you know what, you know, maybe I'm not going to make this formal resolution, but I uh, hope to accomplish this thing or hope to develop this habit in the year 2022. Um, And uh, I'm sure some of you have done that. So what I'm going to ask this morning is for you to be a little bold. And I want you to raise your hand, like above, above your head so I can see it. Raise your hand if you have made a New Year's resolution for the year 2022. All right. So keep the hand up. Keep the hand up. All right. Keep the hand up. All right. Keep it up for a second, all right? Just hang with me. Um, If you're like, you know, I haven't made an official New Year's resolution, but I hope to accomplish something in this coming year, go ahead and raise your hand. Raise your hand up, okay? A few extra, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Awesome, awesome. Now keep them up for just a sec, just a second longer. Now, if you're cool with sharing that with everybody, my brother from another mother, Forrest Kate, is going to bring a microphone around, no joke, 
And uh, Kino, come on, come on, raise your hand, raise your hand. If you, if you are comfortable, come on, hey, we're in this together. If you are comfortable sharing what your New Year's resolution or your, your goal is for this, this year. Forrest, take it away. What do we got? Not worry so much and believe that God will take care of me. I love that. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, come on, at least give me two more or I'll keep you here and the Baptist will beat you to the... To the the restaurant, right? Give me a couple more. Give me a couple more. Slightly embarrassing, but I am going to try very hard not to say the term retarded because I use it a lot in my speech. The right. term retarded? I don't want to say I say it often and I don't want to say it. That's good. Be more conscientious with what you say. That's awesome. That's great. We got a we got a brave gentleman, a young man in the back. I want to live life without fear. Live life without fear. Awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Give me one more. Come on. Give me one more. All right. To unite the world with peace and love, despite race, color, and gender. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good job, everybody. So uh, for those of you who were not so bold as to raise your hand, it's all right, it's all right, all right. I see how it is. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, so this morning, I would like to help you be successful in fulfilling your New Year's resolution or your, your goal for the year 2022. I would like to help you develop a habit that will get you to where you and God desire you to be. So... I want to talk about this idea of habits because a few small habits can change how you see yourself today and can transform you into the person you want to be tomorrow. Here's something I want you to think about for a few moments. Based on who you want to become, what is one good habit that will help you get there? And then on the inverse of that, based on who you want to become, what is one bad habit that you have that you need to end to help you get there? What's one good habit to help you get there? What's one bad habit you need to end to get you away from that? So in the Laux household, that's my household, uh, for us, of when it comes to these habits, you know, we can think of these big, audacious goals, or we can think of these small, tangible ones that are a little more practical. In the Laux household, you know, I'll be honest with you, well, I, have a, I have three kids. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the day, just just being honest, maybe we can connect as parents here, is one of my favorite parts of the day is when all my kids are asleep at night. And I get about an hour or two hours of just me and my wife, Rachel. We can hang out. We can, we can uh, watch TV, whatever we want to do. We can catch up on dishes or laundry. You know, that's like my favorite part of the day. Well, kind of what tends to happen during that time is I already eat like a healthy dinner. Me and food have a good relationship with each other. And uh, after the kids go to bed, we're just hanging out. I tend to make my way to the kitchen and get myself a snack, right? I don't need it, right? I already ate dinner. And so my wife and I just said, hey, for the month of January, we're not going to, we're going to hold each other to it. We're going to do no snacks 
after, after dinner for us, right? They don't have to be these big audacious ones. They could be something small, very tangible, very practical, and something kind of temporary, right? Here's the key idea for this message today. So if you're going to doze off on me for the rest of it, let me have your attention just for a little bit longer. Here's the key idea for this message. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. People who have good finances do consistently what other people do occasionally. Students who have good grades do consistently what other students do occasionally. People who have good relationships do consistently what other people do occasionally. People who are physically healthy do consistently what other people do occasionally. When you look at the most successful people in the Bible, Jesus and Paul the Apostle, you see they did some things consistently. Jesus never said, but I just can't find time to pray. Rather, Jesus had a consistent habit of breaking away from the crowds to have time alone with God. The Apostle Paul did not make excuses. He didn't say, well, I just, I'm just traveling so much, I don't have time. Rather, he had the habit of going to the temple to share his faith on a consistent basis. Our habits will make or break us because we become what we repeatedly do. I'm proud of you this morning for all of you, for those of you who are working to better yourselves, for those who are working to build good habits and uh, build good disciplines into your lives. But in regards to New Year's resolutions, studies show that 80% of them will fail before Valentine's Day. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you've had a goal in your past, maybe a New Year's resolution, or you've attempted to establish a, a new discipline, a new habit in your life, and you were unsuccessful. And afterwards, maybe you felt like a failure. Have you ever felt like what Paul wrote to the church of Romans? I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Who can change us? Who can deliver us? Who can save us? Jesus is the only one who can make us new. It is because the work of Jesus that we are no longer slaves to sin. As Methodists, we believe we can experience the sanctifying grace of God. Sanctifying grace is God transforming us and renewing our hearts and minds. That transformation, that renewing of our hearts, that growing to be perfected in love is only made possible by God's sanctifying grace. God does not force his sanctification on us. We have to choose to receive it and to live into it daily. We choose to surround ourselves with holy habits that God works through to bring about transformation. We often have good intentions, but we keep on failing. This morning I want to give you three reasons why I think we often don't succeed. The first reason why we don't succeed is we focus on the what 
but don't understand the how. Most people in the world have similar goals. Most people say they want to be physically healthy. Most people want to have no debt. Most people want to have good relationships. Most people want to feel close to God. Most people want their life to have significance and for it to matter. We have similar goals, but the results are dramatically different. Some achieve their goals and some fall way short. Because goals don't determine success, but habits determine success. You will not rise to the level of your goals, but rather you will fall to the level of your habits. Don't change the goal. Keep the goal. Rather, change your habits. If you fix what you do, then the outcome will fix itself. A second reason why we don't often succeed is we don't see progress fast enough. You drive past, you drive past the fast food restaurant, you stick to your diet for four days in a row, but you don't lose any weight, so you give up. You came to church three Sundays in a row, even that Sunday when the youth pastor was preaching, but you didn't feel like it made that much of a difference. You put your phone away, if you're a student, you put your phone away and you do your homework for a week straight, but you still get a B on a test. When we don't see progress fast enough, we wrongly conclude the small habits really don't matter that much. And the inverse of this is often the case as well. When we do something wrong and don't see the immediate consequences of it, we wrongly conclude that small habits really don't matter that much. If you're a student, you skip studying, but you still pass the test. You skip church and the world doesn't crash in around you. Maybe you were unfaithful to your spouse and no one found out. But here's the truth. Our life is the sum total of the small decisions that we make. And all of the small decisions matter and they all add up over time. Let me give you an example of this. If you have a pot of water and you fill it up with room temperature water and you set it on the stovetop and you turn the stovetop on, what do you have? Room temperature water, right? And as it heats up, eventually it goes from 72 degrees to a whole whopping 73 degrees and then maybe 74 and then 75. One degree hotter and then one degree hotter. And then at 211 degrees, you know what you have? Really hot water. But at 212 degrees, one degree more, that's the boiling point. That's where you have boiling water. All the small decisions matter, and they all add up over time. Here's a word of encouragement to you from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not grow weary in doing what is right. For we will reap a harvest, for we will reap at harvest time, if, if we do not give up. The third reason why we often fail is our distorted identity sabotages our success. Our enemy tries to connect our failures to our identity. You failed, so you are a failure. You did something bad, so you are bad. Oh, what a miserable person I am. I am not a disciplined person. 
I'm just, I'm just not smart. I have an addictive personality. I've always struggled with my weight. I've always been heavy. I'm just bad with people. An unhealthy, listen to me, an unhealthy identity creates unwise habits. Unwise habits reinforce an unhealthy identity. That is why this year, my encouragement to you is to not start with what you want to do, but rather start with who do you want to become? Who do you want to become in 2022? Do you want to become a true man, a true woman of God? Do you want to be a bold witness to those in your workplace? Do you want to be a healthy person? Do you want to live financially responsible? Live in a way, spend your finances in a sustainable manner. Your identity shapes actions. When you know who you are, then you know what to do. Based on who you want to become, what is one habit that will help you get there? Romans chapter, let me, let me just talk about that for, for one second before I read the scripture. When I was a kid, um, I had a, a, someone I really looked up to when I was a little kid, like early elementary school school. When I was a kid, I had someone I really looked up to who's just a few years older than me. They were also just being a kid who kept on calling me stupid. Of Chad, you're stupid. Chad, you're stupid. Um, and even though kids say terrible things, right? For whatever reason, I think a big part of it is because I really looked up to them. That stuck with me in my childhood. That stuck with me. So I remember when I was in fourth grade and one of the um, uh, one of the teachers was going around uh, doing sign-ups for boys' basketball. And I remember asking him this question. Do you have to memorize plays to be able to play basketball? And he looks at me kind of silly. He says, yeah, you do. I said, well, I can't sign up then because I'm stupid. I can't remember those plays because I'm stupid. I won't be able to do that. When I was, uh, when I was in high school, I struggled with math. Can I get an Amen. Can I get an amen? Math was not my subject, many stretch of the mag- imagination. I loved English. I loved art class. I loved creative writing. I loved different things that did well in, in those things. But when it came to math, boy, was was not my thing. To where my senior year of high school in my math class, uh, maybe they've, they've changed things how they, they do it now in class. But in, in, in our school, after you would take a test, like the, the next day or whatever, after the teacher graded the test, they'd get, they'd call a student up, and a student would come and pass out the tests, right, with your, your grade up top. Um, I knew I struggled in math, and so in the, in the box where it said name, I didn't want to write my name because I didn't want that person handing it out to see what grade I got. So guess what I wrote? No joke. Every time in math class, as my name up there, I wrote, Stupid. Every single time. Your identity, the way you identify it, shapes your behavior. And I remember when I started going to undergrad, when I went for my bachelor's degree to study to be a pastor, study Christian ministries, I'm like, man, I don't know if, I cut, if I'm cut out for this because what? I'm stupid, right? And so uh, in your, your freshman year, when you study uh, to be a pastor, guess what you take? You take Greek, right? <laughs> you take Greek class. And so I remember in Greek class of uh, the, the pace of college is way different than the pace of high school. Of uh, The pace, you know, they first class, here's the Greek alphabet. 
the next, the next class that we have tomorrow, we're going to expect you to know and have the Greek alphabet memorized. And here's your vocab words. And we're going to have a vocab test on Friday. Just way faster pace, right? And I remember after that first test, I got like a, like a D on that first test. And I was about ready to throw in the towel. Why? Because what I believed to be my identity was being lived out. I remember saying to my friend, uh, Jeff, who was there, I said, Jeff, you know what? Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. You know, maybe I misunderstood this call on my life, but clearly I'm not smart enough for this. And he's like, really? You're going to throw in the towel after one test? He's like, just give it time. Just give it time. So um, I might have not been uh, the quickest person, uh, but I was always a really hard worker. So guess what I did? I established some habits to be able to help me be successful. So uh, when I, I would make, in Greek class, I would make flashcards, right? If you've ever taken a foreign language, it's a great way to go. Of I'd write the Greek word on one side and the English translation on the other side. And I would carry them with me wherever I went. So as I was walking to class, I was going over my flashcards uh, for the week. As I was waiting in line to eat to, uh, for the cafeteria to eat food, I would go over my flashcards. As I, was walk, as I would walk to the sporting goods store uh, for me to work in the evenings, I would go over my flashcards. And guess what happened? A few good habits turned out to be good things. So my first, my first uh, semester of Greek, I ended up getting a B, right? Not bad. Next semester in Greek, I got a B plus. In my third semester in Greek, three semesters of Greek. Let's just pause there for a second, right? Three semesters of Koine Greek, right? Anyway, third semester of Greek, I got an A minus in the class, right? And it turned out that what I had, this lie I had believed for years, for well over a decade of my life, was not true. I feel like that's the case for some of us here this morning. Of whether you've been fed a lie by the enemy, by somebody you love, maybe a family member, maybe somebody said something off the cuff and you took it so personally, and that has shaped your identity. Maybe it's something about the way God made you that you're just not happy with, and that shaped your identity. Who do you want to become? Don't buy into the lies of our culture, don't buy into the, the lies of the enemy. Your identity shapes your actions. When you know who you are, then you will know what you are to do. Based on who you want to become, what is one habit that will help you get there? Romans chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, verse 18 says this. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed. And we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. And that you, having been free, been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. You are no longer slaves to sin. That is not your identity. You are a child of God. A healthy identity creates positive habits. Because when you know who you are, then you know what to do. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.